as much as we can. I mean, we should be able to get through most of it because it's not a whole lot, um, but I feel like it is important, again, um, with prayer and specifically even incorporating this into interceding for one another, which we kind of did when we were praying for each other. But um, I want to start off with a definition of stronghold. Can anyone kind of give an idea of what they think it could be? I have I have the Google definition, but if you had to give us definition of stronghold, what would you guys think it would be? Yeah. It's, it's hard to it needs to be broken definitely but it's just it's a stronghold yeah any other ideas I would say an enslaving characteristic hmm yeah think about it because yeah. I mean a lot of people like when you get into strongholds a lot of people demon possession is the first thing that comes yeah. up it's like well we're Christians we can't be possessed by demons yeah but we can be demonized in an area yeah and it can be enslaved in that mm -hmm. area and I, I think for me always the classic example was the cigarette sucker it's like you know they can't go through and then not knocking yeah, them, yeah, but like yeah. they can't go through a section without having to go outside and, mm -hmm. yep. you know it's like you're a slave you're a slave to the cigarettes yep. and so that's kind of how i always thought good about yeah i like that like that example yeah so that's what i've always thought um google Google has um, a place that has been fortified so as to protect it against attack and then uh, fortified mean provide with defense works as pro projection against attack. So kind of similar to that cigarette example. Um, I love the word just fortified. Risk is like my favorite board game. And like I was like fortified to like one area stack up one area so that, you know, no, no the other <laughs> sides can attack me. So that's like when I think of fortify, I just think of risk. I'm just stacking all my, my all my um, players in like one area so that no one can penetrate it. Uh, so that's kind of I, what I thought of when I thought of so that fortify and so that strongholds. That's that kind of what um, I kind of thought when thinking of that. Um, and I was thinking, I was gonna say this before, but um, when I first learned about this, like legit, next week I encountered a demonic demonic experience friend of mine in college um had, was having weird stuff going on eyes rolling back um she like messed around with a ouija board when she was younger so um she was like trying to figure out what she where she was with the lord so this thing like came in and so once i started i started learning about strong was like that so like when this thing came up i'm like wow like thank you lord like now i know kind of how to encounter the situation and luckily like the thing came out and but it was the wildest three nights of my life it was it was insane but um but so just a little disclaimer you know i might encounter a demon in the next next week or two <laughs> i don't know i think an important thing to note that though i mean being with all seriousness demons don't travel alone no they yeah yeah mm -hmm. so i mean if you see one you know, make sure you're taking all of them. Yeah. You know, don't don't just focus on one. Because mm -hmm, then it's with a, a verse about if it comes out and we don't pray for them. Seven. Yeah, seven times more. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um. So does anyone want to read Second Corinthians ten three through five for us real quick? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. 
walk, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Second Corinthians ten three through five. Um, I know you always kind of hear, you know, our war is not against flesh and blood, but it's so easy to know whatever's happening automatically think it could be this person when maybe something else is going on behind the scenes where it could be something spiritual. Um, so I think it's always good to kind of remember that, um, even relating to strongholds. And on this one part here, um, Satan seeks to keep us in bondage to help to keep us, keeps us bondage to him by establishing strongholds in our mind to keep God's presence out of our life. He works to establish walls of accusation in our mind against God to keep the Holy Spirit's liberating presence from invading our life and freeing our heart. And then we're talking about like lies earlier, things like that. Exactly what he's doing. He's putting lies in our life. And when we begin to step into those, we believe it. We're losing God's influence and presence in our life in that situation. So that's why it's important to be able to cast those lies out. My group on Monday, I was just literally just talking. <laughs> um, all right, so we have three types of strongholds. We have personal, cultural, and cosmic. Uh, personal um, definition here. There are strongholds in our mind, our collection of ideas that are in, in agreement with Satan. These lies accuse Jesus and his leadership, and they accuse our standing before him. There are arguments, lies about his character, power, wisdom, and about our relationship to him. Once we believe these lies about God, we so easily believe lies about who Christ is. Renouncing wrong ideas or lies about God is foundational to dismantling strongholds. Um, so I mean, I had the thing with uh, the lie about being a big, uh, bad dad. This is good stuff for me, you know, renouncing that because I try to do that. I'm like, no, I'm not, but like... William, <laughs> um, this, this is some like inner healing stuff. Um, I love inner healing. Uh, so I have a few prayers that I think are super, super practical in breaking agreements with lies, with things maybe even even coming into agreement with. Maybe you've said, like I said, I'm a bad dad. That I'm coming into agreement with something that's not actually truth, but I'm 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 saying a vowel. And I'm staying with you when we're having our wedding, our vows, you know, we're, we're sharing it with our spice. We're going to be doing our spouse. Um, <laughs> that we're going to be doing X, Y, and Z. Um, so we're making that agreement to our significant other. So um, I'll send you guys these because it's kind of lengthy. But um, this is the prayer to break a vow. Um, I renounce and reject a vow to whatever it is. I break all agreements with that vow in the name of Jesus. Lord, I repent for pushing you out of this area of my life and for using my own strength to self-protect. I invite you to take your rightful place as Lord over me, and I bring myself completely under you and your protection in all areas of my life. And then this is a prayer for breaking ungodly beliefs. In Jesus' name, I renounce and reject the lie that I only I come in, come out of agreement with that lie and repent for believing it. Lord, please show me your truth and wait for the Lord to kind of tell you what he's going to say. Um, but yeah, um, I love inner healing. A lot of that kind of stuff, I think, kind of coexists with some of this personal stronghold stuff. Um, so if you want to look into inner healing, there's a great book called Inner Healing. Um, 
I forget who it's by, uh, but the name is just legit inner healing. It walks through a bunch of stuff. This guy, he started an inner healing, inner healing ministry in the seventies. Um, super powerful, um, super good book, super practical with how to attack those situations that are healing. Um, I also do inner healing. So if you want inner healing, let me know. Do you mind if I share this to the group? Yeah, on, for sure. For sure. Picture? This is just something I use very similar to yours. Uh, yeah. it's called eight R's to freedom. Okay. Um, I was just going to share yeah. the group as well. Yeah, dude, read it up. Sure. Uh, it's So it's called Eight R's. It's called Our Prescription. That's cool. Um, it says, Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I recognize and take responsibility in my life and in my generations for whatever that is. I repent and renounce for participating with whatever that is. I ask for forgiveness and I receive my forgiveness for serving whatever that is. In the, name of author- in the name of Jesus Christ, I take authority over whatever that is, and I remove you from my life. Help me, Father, to resist this sin. I rejoice in the freedom that you have given me, and I ask that I would have the opportunity to restore others in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's really good. Yeah, yeah that's really a nice good. nice little thing. Yeah, it's handy. I wish I had, I have a bunch at home. I should have brought them. Sorry. <laughs> good. Yes, that one. Um, we have 10 minutes. I'm going to try to get through this stuff real quick. Um, so next is cultural. So these are strongholds in our cultural consistent of actions and laws, specific regions that are in agreement with Satan and stand against God's righteousness, uh, repenting for these actions and laws along with interceding for God's mercy is one way to dismantle um, strongholds. So think um, stuff we got going on in America now. We have people vying for abortion and all that causing all this uh, tension Things like that, even slavery, the Jim Crow laws, those are things that kind of held America back um, from us coming to be free and under the Lord. Um, so those are things that are kind of examples. Um, things I have even <laughs> um, like helping with uh, break those. Um, I have Jericho March, Prayer Walk, things like that where um, I read this one book called The Circle Maker um, by... I forget his name. I was looking at it earlier this week to see if there's any notes in it, but I forgot the name of, or who wrote it. Um, I think his name's Frank, but I forgot, I forgot his last name. <laughs> but um, it talked about prayer walks, and that was like the first time I ever heard of what a prayer walk is. So I read it during college, and I began to ask my friends, hey, let's go prayer walk campus. Let's just go around it, wow. circle it. Let's, hey, let's, we're going to, this is going on here. Let's go around it, claim this for the Lord, things like that. And it's awesomely like, the time I left school, the campus was way more open to hearing about the Lord than it was when I first got there. So super cool, and I know that the Lord was moving when doing when we're doing prayer walks. So I think prayer walks are super important in areas of um, where those kind those kind of strongholds. And same with um, Jericho March is a little weird, but um, I did one for my one friend's. Uh, this is like the most like crazy like charismatic probably thing I've ever done in my life. Um, there's like there's like out there, then there's like out there, and then, this is like out there. My friend, she um she had like some she's like so severe um, illnesses, and like we kept praying and praying, and just issues kept coming up and coming up, and wasn't able to come to church, wasn't able to get out of her bed, things like that. And um, we asked her husband, we're like, we're gonna come do this thing. Are you look cool with that? I'm like, sure. So we got this like bunch of like different things from the Bible, oils, chicken chicken bones or something like a bunch of other stuff and we went to his backyard digged a hole put it in there and like prayed over this hole and did a jericho march around their house and like prayed the doors um 
fortunately she's still like it's gotten better but um it was just it was just an experience um that's all i can say but i think those things you know if the if they didn't march around that seven time you know who knows so um relates to the prayer walk but you know um yeah Yeah. Some of the the churches would like get together and do hmm. these prayer walks. That's sweet. Plantations and all that. That's really cool. So yeah. tilling the ground there. Mm-hmm. I have I'm a part of this one organization called Civil Righteousness, and they're all about like that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and the last one is cosmic strongholds. So strongholds in the spirit realm that are caused by territorial spirits, demons that energize entire geographic areas to embrace wicked behavior and evil ideas. Um, this is a demonic hierarchy above each region of the earth. Um, you can see Ephesians 6.12 for that, and then Daniel 10.12. Um, intercession with repentance in Psalm assemblies is one way to dismantle strongholds, and that's Joel 2. So think witchcraft, voodoo, word curses, things like that. I mean, um, I think there's something going on with the youth in Erie right now, um, just because I'm well aware of several kids who have guns, guns that have been caused issues over the past year, um, especially in the youth on the east side. Um, I think there's something on that, unfortunately. And um, this is really cool. A worship leader I met, I was um, helping out in a ministry in Chicago like a year and a half ago, and it was just all about, um, it's called Porch and Altar, great ministry. Um, about bringing revival to the inner cities. And um, one guy I met there, he's from Philly. He's like, hey, like, uh, he was like walking around the Liberty Bell one day and he saw these like witches like praying over that area because he's like, that's like the altar of their city. So if that's like before their city, that's what's going to overcome the city. So he saw these witches like going there and praying all these things over the Liberty Bell, over that area for the city. And he's like, you know, next day I brought my friends, and every day since then we go to the Liberty Bell, we worship for like an hour or two to break those um, prayers from those witches that they've been praying. So I think it's even stuff like that where we're going to an altar of the city, altar of a house, wherever it is, where maybe there's something going on, I mean, just worshiping him and bringing truth into that. Um, I think that can easily break those things off. Um, so I heard that. He told me that. I'm like, that's really cool that you guys are doing that because I've never thought about altars before like in that in that way you know um because i'm like oh like we're the only ones that have altars and that's not the case you know they're bringing their stuff to that um so yeah um i got some stuff at the end i got kind of two more things so um can someone read second corinthians 11 two through four for me Oh, yeah. 2 Corinthians 11, 2 through 4? Yeah. You got it? Yeah, sorry. You're good. 2 through 4. Uh, 2 through 4. 11 through 4? Yep. Um, this isn't a passion translation. Um, Heck yeah. Uh, you need to know that God's passion is burning inside me for you because, like a loving father, I have pledged your hand in marriage to Christ, your true bridegroom. I've also promised that I would present his fiancée to him as a pure virgin bride. 
But now I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's clever lies, your thoughts may be corrupted and you may lose your single-hearted devotion and pure love for Christ. For you seem to gladly tolerate anyone who comes to you preaching the suedo of Jesus, suedo? not the Jesus we have preached. You have accepted a, accepted a spirit and gospel that is false rather than the spirit and gospel you once embraced. How tolerant you have become of these imposters. Uh, so did anyone catch like the two promises he said in there? There's one more. Not the one I was going for, but hey, there's, there's another one in there. I'll take it. Um, the other one was the chaste virgin. So keeping those when we're praying and talking, praying for like our strongholds and trying to tear them down, remembering those two truths, that we are his bride and that we are promised for this purity um, for like the, the virgin, you know. So um, kind of two things I wrote for these, um, for the husband part, he desires you. You are the one that he wants. He wants you as an eternal partner. You are beautiful in his sight. The beauty that he possesses is the beauty that he freely imparts in us, in our salvation. And that's Isaiah 61.3. Jesus has deep emotions for us and is committed to sharing his heart, throne, secrets, and beauty with us. Um, in the ancient world, a couple were legally married on, that, on the day they were betrothed. We were betrothed or engaged to Jesus on the day that we were born again. And then the part about the virgin, um, the moment we were born again and received the gift of Jesus' righteousness, we stand as the virgin, pure in God's sight. We are declared righteousness, clean, before God, as righteous as Jesus is. The righteousness we receive can't be improved on because it is God's very own righteousness. Everything that legally hinders us from receiving God's affections is removed. And then, um, if anyone is in Christ, we're new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. Um, I think just, again, those under, having those two truths in our mind when we're praying this, because if we're having an issue with the law, having an issue, whatever it is, we're having in our mind that we are His. We are supposed to be pure before Him, and whatever this thing is, it's not truth, and it's holding us back from becoming that because we're believing it. Um, um I think that's, oh, and then I skipped over this part, but because um, we read it earlier, he read Second uh, Corinthians 10 earlier. Um, so it kind of said, it said casting down every high thing. So again, everything that is claimed to be above him, we're casting that down, casting that down saying you are not higher than him because he is the highest of the high. So you are not Lord of my life. You are not taking anything from my life because he is the highest thing. Everything else under that um, doesn't, the power doesn't match his power. So we can have cast him down by saying, um, declaring things in Jesus' name. Um, seeing if there's anything else in here we missed. Demonic power exalt himself by seducing people in lies. There are many ways in which people use. Um, I think that's it. Um, kind of sped through. Is there anything you guys want to go back to? Talk about a little bit more. We have one minute. <laughs> Questions? Are you good? Um, so I, the Lord's kind of 
had me in deliverance, and, and it, it, like you said, it, it's some wild stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. People yeah. shaking, like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but the one thing the Lord really kind of like imparted into me was, you know, like John fifteen, I am the vine, you are the branches. Yeah, and like you, apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. We all grasp a hold of that. The kingdom of darkness operates in the same fashion. And, you know, if you read Ecclesiastes, there is no new thing under the sun. Yeah. And so, like, when we find ourselves in whatever that is, you know, like, oh, this is I, this never happened to anybody else. Well, there is no new thing under the sun. So, like, yeah. well, I'm worrying. Well, worry is a root of yeah, yeah. fear. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, like, cast, like, like identifying and saying, like, oh, this is it. Mm-hmm. Fear. You know, they'll just take care of the weed. Take care of the root, or yeah, it's yeah. gonna come back. Mm-hmm. So. No, that's good. Just something. That's that good. It's really yeah. No, it's true. You can take care of the thing, but then it comes yeah. back. We have a garden at home, so I can <laughs> testify. To that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So again, uh, that handout has a bunch of other stuff with it. That's all I wanted to really cover, because time-wise. Um. So if you want to read through that, there's a bunch of other stuff in there that's really good. And again, I sent out those prayers on email just so you guys have it. So when you maybe something comes up. Um, quick thing that you guys can go, may not, you know, maybe not have the words for it, but here's language to it that may help in those situations. Um, so I'll pray for us real quick and then, um, we'll get out of here. I'm excited for the next two weeks. Uh, next week we'll talk about, inter- well, two weeks we'll talk about intercession and then two weeks after that, um, talking about praying through the word. Um, so there's ones I'm excited for. Those are ones that I love. Um, so yeah, um, Lord, we thank you for this night. We just uh, we just honor you, Father, with what you've done tonight, Lord. When we just seal all those prayers tonight, Father, um, we come into agreement with everything that was said, Lord. And we just we just seal those things, Lord, that that there is joy, that there is peace, that there is freedom, <laughs> that there is hunger, that there is desire in this room, Father. That that is ours. So we just receive that, Father. And we just walk in that as we walk out of here, Lord, that we are walking in that authority and in that place, Father. So, Lord, we bless you. We thank you for this place. We thank you for this room. I thank you for each and every one that is here right now, Father. Encounter them tonight in their dreams. Let them wake up more hungry tomorrow than they are today. So, Lord, we thank you. We love you. And we bless you in your son's name. Amen.